The technology likely to have the greatest impact on the next few decades has arrived. You can start building completely new concepts for payments that we've never thought of. Move the need for a financial intermediary to transact value. Bitcoin and the blockchain have an amazing future. This is going to transform society. Hello guys, my name is Thomas. You may know me as the Crypto Authority Lad. Welcome to another episode of our Industry Insights. Today we have Will from Hardware Wallets with us. Welcome, Will. Thank you. Do you want to tell me a bit about yourself, Will? Sure. So I'm 32, born, bred and buttered in Cambridge in the UK. I lived in Italy for a couple of years and then came back to Cambridge because I missed it. Um, friends and family. I've been working for the NHS pretty much my whole adult life. I'm married to a beautiful florist. I should shout out her floristry business. It's at Wild Florals, Cambridge. So when I'm not spending time on my hardware wallet or working for the NHS, I'm renovating a house for, for my wife and I to live in. Okay, so is it a flat house or? It was like an outbuilding, I guess. So we're turning it from a dumping ground into a house. Oh, that's nice. So you're staying in Cambridge. You... Yeah, just outside Cambridge it'll be. Lovely. So when did you enter the crypto space? I really entered it probably to the end of 2013, but it was it was kind of a dipping the toe in the water. I just started reading a lot about it, essentially didn't put any money in for a while until I'd kind of thought I understood it a little bit. Okay. You're one of the cautious investors. Yeah, I guess so. Well, also I was broke, so... Okay. <laughs> um, so I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right now, I think everybody in crypto knows the feeling. So I got into it really for philosophical reasons, I think. So I always loved reading about conspiracy theories. I found out about how the monetary system works and the, the kind of scam, which is the central banking system. And then I started looking around for alternatives. I found a, a group in the UK called Positive Money, and they campaigned for um, complete reform of the monetary system. Got really into that for a little bit. And then I also found out at the same time about cryptocurrency, which I thought was like a way to change the system without having to ask permission from anyone. So positive money kind of a campaign for the government to change things. Uh, but crypto just felt like, a, you know, let's just do it. Okay. So that really, you know, inspired me. Take it back rather than ask for it back, you know. Uh, I've always been anti-authority, so that really appealed to me. Okay. I, th I think we're all kind of in that mix. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And then I got like a real tendency to go down rabbit holes. So if I get into something, that's what I'm focusing on for hours a day. So crypto is a huge rabbit hole for me. So as soon as I started reading about it, I just got super into it. You're just like Felix. He's always researching, always sending me links. Right. That I don't have time to look at. <laughs> I try to look at it all, but it's like... It's overwhelming. Well, totally. Man. There's just so it. much to learn in this space. And because it's constantly developing, even if you'd learn everything right up to this point in two hours, you're already behind. What's one of the most interesting things you've learned in the space lately? I think I'm really interested right now at the layer two solutions that are coming out on Ethereum network. So the, the scaling solutions, what I'm getting excited by, some of the stuff like Plasma and those kind of things, I find it really interesting. I, to be honest, I'm not really techie, so it takes me probably longer than, than the average guy to, to understand it all, but I, I do find it interesting. Uh, so you're an Ethereum fan, I guess? I am. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a crypto fan, let's, let's say that. Okay, let's play that Yeah, I, I always liked Ethereum, Bitcoin, of course, but... Monero. I don't know. I could list about a thousand that I'm into. <laughs> Fair enough. So you've said you've invested in the market. I did. What do you make of the market at the moment? Do you think it's going to recover before the end of 2018? My wife calls me a chronic optimist. 
Um, okay. So <laughs> I, I always think things are going to turn around really quickly. I, to be honest, no, I'm not sure it's going to change before the end of 2018. But um, that doesn't worry me either. Uh, having been in it from 2013, I've seen some really extended bear markets where, you know, Bitcoin lost 80, 85 percent of its value and then didn't recover for a year or, or even longer. I can't even remember how long it felt. It felt like about 10 years at the time. So I, I don't really worry about it. I have put some more money in recently, in fact, because I think these are good prices. All right. So you took advantage of the bear market. Well, we'll see in the long run how much maybe it took advantage of me. I don't know. <laughs> okay, guys. So in order for us to continue to bring you content through our blog posts, Twitter and our podcast, we've had to start sponsoring our content. And this episode has been sponsored by The Crypto Collection. They're a cryptocurrency themed clothing company. They have beanies, t-shirts, hoodies, gym leggings, scarves, and my personal favorite, their snapback hats. So the selection of clothing they have on their website is super broad, and some of the colors and designs they have are really funky. I've been using one of their hats for a few weeks now, and I'm loving it. The fit and the general sizing of it is exactly what you'd hope for it to be. They also offer free shipping to the US and Canada, so if you're looking for any Christmas presents for your crypto-obsessed friends, it may be worth checking out these guys at www.thecryptocollection.co. But in case you didn't get that, we've left a link in the description below too. But without further ado, we'll get back to the episode. So how come the hardware wallet business? Um, well, I guess really I wanted to do something for the crypto space. Like I said, I'm not techie, I'm not a developer, so I was kind of limited in what I'd be able to bring to the community. And my friend and I, who I'd known since I was five years old, we both bought a hardware wallet at the same time. We had to wait ages to get it. It was shipped from Europe, we paid loads for shipping, and nobody in the UK was doing it, or doing a good job of it anyway. So we decided to reach out to the big brands and become resellers, so you know, that's what we did. And now you can order it through Amazon and in the UK and get it. But we're, we're cheaper and we don't make our employees wee in bottles because they're scared to take a toilet break. <laughs> True. And you did help me out. Uh, you've just sent me the Bitbox hardware wallet that uh, I contacted the company directly and they told me to get in touch with you. So it's obviously you're the easier connection out there. There you go. In the exactly. UK. So thank you for that. And my pleasure. Was it hard for you at the beginning to contact these Bitcoin? companies and say we want to be your authorized reseller no not at all it really wasn't so we just reached out to people i think because we knew a bit about crypto we didn't seem like complete amateurs we just started kind of small so we reached out to the couple of the biggest companies in initially and just said look this is what we're doing and i think we got in at quite a good time because nobody else was really doing it in the uk so they were just happy to have a, an outlet yeah it's all about timing in the market, I guess, even even when it comes down to investing. Yeah, for sure. Why would you say it's important for people to use hardware wallets? Security, security, security. So, I mean, you can achieve a fairly similar level of security by creating a paper wallet. And that's what I did before I had a hardware wallet. But then you risk exposing your key and getting hacked every time you enter that key into a computer to move your funds around. So every transaction becomes risky. And I was just sitting there trying to move funds around thinking, oh, my God, I hope I don't have a key logger. Do you want to tell us how a paper wallet works? Um, <laughs> 
Sure. So essentially, you could just print off your key. I mean, that's as simple as it is, really. So you just have a, a paper copy of your private key. You know, it's that simple. And, and then when you want to make a transaction, you just need to enter that key in to sign it. With a hardware wallet, conversely, you don't have to enter that key in. There's like a, uh, an air gap in between your computer and the wallet. So when you want to make a transaction, you just tell the hardware wallet to sign it for you. And it gives the computer the, the key without exposing it to the internet. What would you say is the difference between a cold storage wallet and a hot wallet? So the simple answer would be uh, a hot wallet is any cryptocurrency wallet connected to the internet. So like Electrum, Metamask, anything like that. And cold storage or cold wallet is anything that's not connected to the internet. So like a hardware wallet falls into that category. Uh, and as a general rule, I'd say to people that just keep as much in your hot wallet as you would keep on your person, you know, or in your leather wallet. Your hot wallet is basically your walking around cash. Exactly. That was perfect. Which hardware wallets would you say are the best in the market at the moment? That's difficult. There's a lot of good products. We don't stock anything that we don't use personally. So I guess the best way maybe to answer that question is to say that personally, I split my crypto over a Trezor and a Ledger Nano S. And then in the business, we keep um, half of it on a cold card and half of it on a digital bitbox. So are we using all, all, all of the big the big products. Which hardware wallet are you most excited to be trying out that's coming out in the next couple of months? Ooh, or are question. any of them coming out? You know what I heard? I heard Grid Plus. I don't know if you know that. Okay, so Grid Plus are a company in the States who are using the Ethereum network to deliver power to Texas. And they're going to develop a wallet, I think, for their system. And it, the, the guys are doing some really cool work. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll look into it. At the moment, we're trying to review some of these hardware wallets. We've just finished writing a review for Trezor. We, we haven't published it yet. It probably might come either before or after this podcast is live, but we're going to be reviewing the Bitbox. So the more we get to review, the better an idea our listeners can get. Yeah, for sure. So what are some of the facts that you love about the Trezor wallet or the Nano wallet? Do you agree with the price tag? Yeah, right. So Ledger, I think they've got amazing um, usability. The same with the Trezor. They've both got really good coin support. So I don't know how many cryptocurrency tokens there are now, but it's got to be in the thousands. Oh, definitely. And Over both thousands. of them are really good at adding new coins. Do you feel they're user-friendly in terms of their online software? Do you think it's aesthetically pleasing? Again, I, so for aesthetics, I'd probably slightly prefer the Ledger, but uh, you know that's a personal choice. I just think it feels kind of a little bit nicer. The usability, I think if you're brand new to crypto, probably the Trezor just about edges it, in, but it's so... They're, they're both really simple. To so what happens if someone loses their hardware wallet? So the first thing I guess I'd tell people is your funds are safe if you lose it. You can lose it. You can have it stolen. Your dog can eat it and crap it out. It's still fine. <laughs> so the, basically all wallets allow you to create a backup. And that usually takes the form of a seed phrase. With the digital bitbox, actually, it takes a, a different form. It's a, on a, an SD card. But with most hardware wallets, you get a, a seed phrase, which is a series of words which are randomly generated when you first set up the device. So if your device gets lost or, like I said, eaten and then pooed out by your dog, then you can just buy a new one and enter the seed phrase and it will restore the wallet. It's like exactly the same wallet. So as long as you have the seed phrase, you can regenerate the wallet. 
But of course, that means that keeping your seed phrase secure is of paramount importance. So we actually sell a couple of products which ensure your phrase can stand up to flooding and fire and that kind of stuff. They're called the um, Crypto Tag and the Steely. Okay, how are the two different? Probably just material, really. So the, the steel is made out of steel, as the name implies, and the crypto tag is a titanium product. Okay, well, we're going to be reviewing the crypto tag in a couple of uh, weeks. You so... guys are going to love that product. It's so nice. When the box comes, it's beautiful. It comes with its own hammer, so you have to, like, bash the... the... Yeah, it's great. We've been in touch with the company. We've been waiting for it for a while now, and we just can't wait to get our hands on it. Cool. They're good guys. So what would you say is our safer store value? Uh, should people feel more comfortable storing their cryptocurrencies on a hardware wallet or using banks with fiat currencies? Hmm, that's a good question. So I guess it's about balancing risk and not having all your eggs in one basket. So crypto swings in value pretty wildly, but fiat have their risk as well. So that fiat's the government-backed currencies. I guess all your listeners will know that already. For example, a few years ago, the government in Cyprus enforced what they called a haircut, which was a, a weird way of saying they were going to take money from depositors' bank accounts. Um, uh, I have long hair personally, so I don't want a government telling me I've got to cut it off, <laughs> especially not just because some central banker or government didn't do their sums properly or couldn't balance their budgets. Crypto is a risky investment, don't get me wrong, and I wouldn't advocate holding all your life savings in it or mortgaging your house to buy some, but in my opinion, the risk-reward ratio means you'd be crazy not to have at least a little bit of your money in crypto, and it's safe from that government interference. You know? Definitely, guys, do your due diligence before you invest, and I have totally felt what Will is talking about in Cyprus because I am from Cyprus and I've had friends lose a lot of money because of that cut. These mm -hmm. businesses that closed down. So it's a good idea to just spread it out. So you accept cryptocurrencies on your site. How does this work for your customer and you as the receiver of the crypto? So we keep all our crypto in crypto. We don't cash out. I'm just going to put that out there right now because people like hearing that. <laughs> um, it works because some of our suppliers accept crypto for our stock purchases. So it's kind of like keep it in the loop, which is nice. For the customers, it works in much the same way as it does if you pay with a credit card. So it's just a simple click of a button. But if they want to pay with crypto, they pay with crypto. If they pay with credit card, they pay with credit card. But if they click the crypto button, it takes them to a payment page where we show them our uh, address and then they send their payment to that. Simple. Does the number of people that are paying crypto or paying fiat change based on how the market's doing? For sure. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if it's a bull market, we see more people paying in crypto. Thanks for coming on to the podcast, Will. It's been a pleasure. Thank Do you. Do you want to put a shout out to your website? Sure. It's myhardwarewallet.co.uk. I should say we got a really good deal on the digital bitbox, which you're just about to review. So we got buy one, get one free on that right up until uh, the 31st of December. And also we got a great deal on the uh, Ledger Plus Crypto Tag Bundle. It's 10% off both products if you buy them together. Okay, so great, guys. Check those out. By the way, uh, Will, is it okay if we do a quick uh, fire Q&A? Sure. Okay, plans for the future. So add new products, keep supporting the crypto community. So next year in April, we're going to be up at an event in Manchester called CoinFest. And we're going to be doing some um, intro or guides to how to use hardware wallets and why you should be using them. So that'll be interesting. So I want to get out into the community and do more for the crypto community. Perfect. So people can find you and speak to you at the Absolutely, event? Absolutely, yep. 
Perfect. You can find Will there. What is your favorite project in the crypto space? Cool. Interesting. I, I, I got really into Ethereum and I still am. I love it. I love the, the, the speed of development those guys have got and the layer two solutions are really exciting. So I think that's probably it. Will Bitcoin succeed in overtaking fiat currency as a means of person to person payments? Hmm. Great question. I can see a crypto doing it, whether it'll be Bitcoin or not. I don't know. And I'm not sure how long it'll take, but it is the future. Nice. And who is your inspirational figure, whether it's in the crypto space or just in general? In crypto, I guess I always had a lot of respect for Eric Voorhees. I just think he gave a lot to the community. You know, he, he really worked hard. Okay, thanks, Will. My pleasure.